Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, I'm going to walk you and show you a master plan to increase your sleep drive, which in my words is to increase your sleep appetite or sleep hunger. And this is especially interesting for you if you have problems falling asleep as fast as you want to. But before I walk you through the master plan that will uh, allow you to increase your sleep appetite right out of the bat. So I'm sure for most of you out there that are listening to this right now, if you follow this master plan, you will increase your sleep appetite in the next couple of days. But before we do that, I'm going to give you a brief understanding of what's happening in our bodies, that we're all kind of coming from the same place, and that will give you a better understanding of what this master plan is all about. So when we are talking about sleep appetite, there are basically two forces that power up the sleep appetite. The first force is the homeostatic sleep drive. And this homeostatic sleep drive builds up as soon as we wake up. It does so by a hormone that is called adenosine, and these adenosine levels build up over the course of a day. And the higher the levels get, the sleepier we get. And the second force that drives our sleep appetite is the so-called circadian rhythm. And this is nothing else as the daytime-nighttime cycle that our bodies are hooked into also. So when light levels drop, so it's getting darker, then our eyes, receptors in our eyes, tell something in our brain called the SCN that it is getting darker. And the SCN informs our pineal gland. Um, and this pineal gland produces melatonin. I'm sure you've heard of that hormone. And melatonin is also known as the sleep hormone. So this also drives our sleep if we leave away all the stuff that scientists don't yet know and take away all that overcomplicated stuff, then we've got basically two points where we can drive our sleep appetite. One is to stay up longer and the second is to play around with the light, make it a little bit darker. So I want to add up one additional thing to our foundation here. And that is that every body works similar, but the levels are different. So everybody needs a certain amount of sleep, but it's not equal. Uh, everybody gets more tired when it gets dark, but the levels when this starts or how sensitive you are may be different. And that's just what we have to keep in mind here. Before we walk through the master plan, you will be able to download this master plan at sleeptrust.eu. So definitely check it out. Go to sleeptrust.eu. You will get a downloadable file and you can print it. That way you always have it right in front of yourself. And when you do so, please consider sharing this article, this podcast with your friends over social media. We've got a nice social share function on our website now. So you just have to hit the button and share it. And that would be just so great. We're doing this for free. Basically 80% of every content that Sleep Trust produces for you is free. 
and that would be a lovely little kind of gesture to show us that you value our content too and you can also and hopefully will also help others to improve their sleep trust. And now I'm really excited to walk you through the master plan. And this master plan is super simple and super effective. So follow each step and I can literally almost guarantee you that you will improve in your sleep appetite. Step number one is to find out what your sleep type is. So you should know if you're an early bird, an early riser, so going to bed early, getting up early, or if you are an owl or somewhere in between. Typically, I would recommend that you kind of remember how and when you went to bed, when everything was okay. If you can still remember that point, just sit down, remember, and that will give you a good indication. You may also want to just do a quiz. There's an online quiz. I, we even had an online quiz a while. I'm not sure if it's online right now because we, we uh, took it down a couple of weeks ago, but it may be there. You have to look at sleeptrust.eu and um, it was a little quiz, 10 questions, and you will get the result if you're an early riser or an owl. But honestly, I would uh, just start off with thinking about how you, when you went to bed, when you get up, maybe remember how you do this when you're on holiday. This would be typically uh, your natural rhythm where you're not working with alarm clocks uh, and other uh, equipment. Find out when uh, your sweet pot is pot is your sweet spot is to go to bed and when you would like to get up. And maybe that way you can also get a good indication about point number two, which is you should know how much sleep you need. So find out your sleep duration. Super important, even if you look at the numbers the National Sleep Foundation gives out for an adult, I think they range between six and nine hours of sleep every day, which is recommended and appropriate, may also be from five to, I think, 10 hours. That is a wide range and you have to know where your sweet spot is, how much sleep you need to feel good and refresh the next day. So that will be the second step that you want to do. And by the way, if you have a hard time doing so, uh, I've, we've got a podcast. I did a podcast. You will find it if you visit us at sleeptrust.eu and just search for sleep duration. Uh, and that can give you good help in understanding how to find that number. So number three of this master plan is to reduce extreme exercises or coffee consumption three to four hours before you go to bed. If you're not doing extreme exercises, you're fine anyway, but if you are, please schedule them kind of at daytime that you don't pump up your body before you go to bed. And this actually, you know, pumping your body is a thing I do when, I, when I'm on long car drives and I get tired and I still have an hour to go. I would take a breath and do a couple of push-ups, run a little bit, something like that. And after that, I'm fit to go for an hour again. So this definitely has an effect. And the caffeine, I wouldn't have mentioned that if not these little caffeine things uh, kind of go into the same receptors that the hormone adenosine goes into to make us tired. So it blocks adenosine from doing the job. 
and we do not want to have that when we're talking about our sleep appetite. So three to four hours, no extreme exercises and no caffeine. Step number four of the master plan goes along with the circadian rhythm and it is to reduce the light intensity in your house an hour before you go to bed. Think about using less light, think about using dimmable bulbs, think about avoiding TV, let's say half an hour before you go to bed, an hour would be better, and maybe just use a candle and have a nice talk before you go to bed. So these are all steps that you can do to improve in that area. Step number five goes along with the homeostatic side again, and it is to avoid naps in the afternoon. As you are thinking about increasing your sleep appetite, that's why you're listening to me right now, and uh, why you're interested in the master plan, you are probably somebody whose sleep rhythm is not working optimal at the moment. And this kind of brings you into the group of people who are probably tired at daytime. And if you're tired at daytime, of course, you would like to have a nap and maybe you take one every once in a while to uh, kind of make you feel better, which uh, I completely understand and relate to. And depending, you know, on which, which situation you are, I would also recommend doing so. But if you want to drive your sleep appetite, you just have to avoid doing so. So instead, maybe do the exercises. That would be a good time to do your exercises. It'll give you that extra power to go through the day and it will uh, let your adenosine build up to get that sleep drive, sleep appetite up at nighttime when you need it most. And step number six is to actually reduce your sleep duration. Uh, this is only for the beginning and yeah, you heard right, reducing your sleep is a thing that will help you to raise your sleep appetite. So let's say you are getting six and a half hours of sleep at the moment then you will start, or at least this would be a thing to raise your sleep appetite, to schedule only six hours of sleep. This will, uh, of course, let you be a little bit tired the next day and you will not have a nap, super important. You will kind of fight your way through the day, doing the exercises, maybe having a cup of coffee at daytime. But in the end, you will raise your sleep appetite doing this. And after you did this, reduce your sleep for one day, maybe two days, we will start to increase that sleep again, of course. So then we're gonna uh, get a half an hour every day until you reach the amount of sleep that you really need, that you really wanna have, and that you deserve. And that's basically all that we need. This six step master plan will help you to increase your sleep appetite. And I recommend, first of all, if you really want to do this, that you listen to the entire podcast again, maybe take notes, and that you start doing this on a weekend. Because in the beginning, it is a change and you might be tired the first one, two, three days. So starting off on a weekend is a good idea if you ask me. So let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. If we want to increase our sleep appetite, there are only two areas where we can look. Area number one is the homeostatic sleep drive, which builds up over the course of a day. And area number two is the circadian rhythm that is basically hooked to the day-night cycle of our body. 
To increase your sleep appetite, the most effective way that I know, you just have to execute the six step master plan that we walked through today. The six steps are number one, knowing your sleep type, number two, knowing how much sleep you really need, number three, do not have extreme exercises or drink caffeine three to four hours before you go to bed. Number four, reduce bright light one hour before you go to bed. Number five, do not have afternoon naps, even if you're tired. And number six, start off with reducing the amount of sleep that you get in the first one to two nights. And that was it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Don't forget to download your master plan at sleeptrust.eu. You'll find it in the show notes and you can download it for free. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we are going to talk about jet lag. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.